You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, episode 173, Adventuring with Your Kids. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. Naomi Davis started blogging in 2007 when blogging was a fairly new thing. She used her site, Love Taza, to document her newlywed life in New York City, where she was finishing up a degree in dance at Juilliard. Naomi had no idea when she began documenting the adventures of her daily life that her following would grow to millions of people around the world who would continue to follow her life through her blog for over a decade, as she added not one, not two, but five children to their family a girl, two boys, and then a set of baby girl twins at the end. Over the past few years, Naomi and I have struck up an online friendship, and I have been so impressed by her level-headed humility, despite years of being in the spotlight. I'm thrilled to get to interview her today about her new book, A Coat of Yellow Paint, Moving Through the Noise to Love the Life You Live. Her book is available now for pre-order and will officially release the first week of April. I can't wait for you to get to know Naomi a little more personally today, but first, a couple of reminders about this month's sponsors. You've heard me talking the past few weeks about Handlettered Design, an amazing company that teaches women how to do beautiful modern calligraphy. Have you ordered your workbook yet? Even though I am not crafty or artistic at all, I ordered the Creative Lettering Bundle for Beginners, and I have surprised myself by really enjoying practicing this new hobby. With the step-by-step workbook and the video tutorials, even a newbie like me feels somewhat confident as I practice. This would be a perfect gift for any creative or artistic woman in your life. A friend, sister, one of your kids' teachers. Last year, I ordered the Guide to Mindful Lettering for my older sister who struggles with depression because I know the affirmations inside the workbook to practice your lettering are all carefully chosen with mindfulness and self-love in mind. And I know how much being creative helps my sister's depression. Sometimes it's hard to know what to get for a woman in your life who is struggling emotionally. And I know that any of these workbooks from Handlettered Design would be a perfect and meaningful gift because the founder of Handlettered Design, Lisa, is a mom of four who gets it and has struggled with her own depression and has created these workbooks as a tool to help women be more mindful, more grateful, and more keyed in to their own needs throughout the day. You can get 10% off your order at Handletter Design with the code 3in30. So go to handletterdesign.com and use the code 3in30 at checkout. And speaking of depression and emotional struggles, I also want to read you an email that I received from a mom in Idaho regarding this month's second podcast sponsor, BetterHelp, the world's largest provider of online therapy. This mother wrote, Hi Rachel, I wanted to tell you that my husband and I both signed up for BetterHelp and it has really helped us both a lot. We love the text message option, and we talk to our counselors throughout the week. It's so convenient. The live sessions are really nice, too. What an amazing company, and we never would have found it without 3 and 30. Thank you so much. Emails like that mean the world to me because I am passionate about parents getting the mental health support that they need, and it's an honor to partner with a company that is making counseling more accessible, affordable, and convenient for anyone who struggles with life's challenges. If this sounds like something that might benefit your life, don't overthink it. Just go to betterhelp.com slash 3in30 today, right now if you need to so you won't forget, 
and start by filling out their questionnaire so that they can match you with a counselor within 24 hours. As a 3 and 30 listener, you'll also get 10% off your first month, so don't wait to join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Visit betterhelp.com slash 3 and 30. And now onto the show. This is How to Adventure with Your Kids with Naomi Davis. Naomi, welcome to 3 and 30. I'm so excited to have you here. Rachel, thank you for having me. I actually, it feels kind of crazy to be sitting here talking with you only because I feel like I've been a devout listener for several years now and really leaned in on so many of your episodes and conversations with your guests as I've taken things into my own mothering. What I appreciate about 3 and 30 is that the conversations you have with your guests, and so many of them are such incredible experts in their fields, I feel like it's always so approachable. And so as a mother who's you know, in the thick of it, sometimes you don't want to have to feel like you're adding more to your to-do list. I've always appreciated that when I'm listening, I'm able to take things away, but also not feel like I'm adding a burden of feeling, I don't, not guilt, but just like, oh, there's so much more I should be doing or I'm not doing. Um, it just feels much more approachable, which, which I really, I credit to you. You do a great job of, of letting moms know, like, there's not one way and you can take this or leave that, but you're doing a good job and and, oh. and this is for you. So, Well, thank you. That really means the world to me. That's my goal every week is I want moms to not feel overwhelmed. I want them yeah. to know that they are doing enough, that they are enough right where they are. And if, they, sure. if they need some extra tools, here's a few ideas, take what works, leave what doesn't. You know, So the fact that you've gotten that from my podcast really does mean so much. Well, and I also, I feel like I should put a little disclaimer out now before we chat, just because <laughs> I feel like... This last year has been such a year for mothers everywhere. Oh. I mean, life was a lot beforehand too, but you know, by me chatting with you and sharing a few ways of how I've approached things in my mothering journey, I just I want women to know, moms especially right now that you're doing a great job and showing up for your family, showing up for your kids. If anything here resonates with you and you want to take it, that's great, but you don't have to take it because just showing up right now is is definitely, it's enough. Well, I feel like that is a great disclaimer to put at the beginning. It's so true. And I feel like it's so important to personalize motherhood to your own skills and gifts and abilities. For sure. And you do a great job of that with adventuring. And it's very clear to me that you're not doing this because you think you should. You're doing this because you love it. Like you love the adventures with your kids and adding in the magic and really you know, soaking up everything that there is to offer. Um, and in this episode today, we're going to talk about three ways that you can adventure with your kids. And a lot of this comes from, I mean, I've seen it throughout, you know, on your blog and on your social media, but particularly a lot of it comes through in your new book that you are releasing that I'm so excited and proud of you and congratulations. Oh, thank you. On thank that. you so much, Rachel. You wrote a book. I mean, that I is incredible. Book. Ah, I finished the book. I didn't think I would ever finish the book, but the book is done. The book and is you did there. it with five little children during a pandemic. So I think that deserves a big round of applause right there. Well, and you. the title of the book is A Coat of Yellow Paint. Um, I wanted to start with talking about that metaphor of A Coat of Yellow Paint. It's actually Josh, your husband, who writes the foreword that kind of sets up this metaphor. So can you just tell us the story and why you chose that as the title of the book? Because I think it really does lead into our takeaways about adventuring. Yeah. Years ago, we inherited this 
beautiful brown piano, which was great. It did what a piano does, but um, I really, really wanted to make it my own. And for months, I wanted to paint it yellow, but I had two really young kids under the age of two, and it was just a lot to think to add to my list. But um, I, I painted it yellow with some chalk paint all night one night just because I really believe in making the things that you love yours. And I've tried to just really have that be an approach to my life. I think, you know, we all walk such different paths and we will all encounter different obstacles, but the way we approach them, the mindset that we have, um, reframing a challenge or a frustration or anything in your life that is causing pain as something that might possibly be able to bring us joy, even if it's not right there in the moment, but maybe down the road. Um, and I haven't always been that, like, there's been times where I've, I've complained or I've just yelled at my kids or I've just, I haven't been able to kind of maintain that sort of approach, but I really do believe that there's so much power in being able to look at what we have around us in our life and celebrate it. Um, and, and that coat of yellow paint on my piano, it just, it just made me happy. It brought me joy to see my favorite color yellow on my piano, which is like a staple in, in, in our home and in every home we've had since I've painted it. So that's kind of where the title came from and, and a lot of the messaging there. Yeah. It's a beautiful metaphor of taking what you've been given and making it your own and making it something that is unique and that brings you joy. And that's what we're going to talk about with our three takeaways today about adventuring with your kids. So why don't we jump right in with your first takeaway? Sure. So my first takeaway, I mean, we all know, first of all, that life is an adventure, right? And motherhood is an adventure. <laughs> and so I feel, <laughs> she chuckles I mean, that. and that's, that's like the beauty of it, right? Like how many of us went to the hospital with like three page birth plans? We're like, this is what it's going to look like, but did it ever look like that? Probably not. Maybe for one woman out there. I don't know. So for me, when, when you realize like an adventure often means you don't necessarily know where it's going to go. Being able to approach it that way, it just just helps. So my first takeaway is to see your life as an adventure, to have that adventure mindset. And I really believe that this is what trickles down to how we interact with our kids and what we can gift them with this sort of mindset, because it starts with us, right? It starts with our attitude or our perspective. It starts with our words, our energy, just the way that we're approaching things. My first chapter in my book actually is titled The View from the Fifth Floor Walk-Up. And it's an essay that I wrote kind of all about this. Our family, we lived in New York City and one of the apartments we had there was on the fifth floor. There were 67 stairs to climb to get to our home. And when we moved in, we had um, an 18-month-old. My daughter was 18 months and my second, Samson, was just a few months old. So we moved in with kind of some obstacles, right? Like, I don't know. And and no elevator, right? There's no elevator. It was just stairs, 67 stairs. I told myself from the day that we moved into that apartment and we signed the lease that I was not going to look at it as this sort of, oh, this frustrating situation, but I was going to look at it as an adventure. I was going to make that an adventure, that climb every day with my kids. We were going to count stairs. We were going to have races. We were going to do skips or plops or sing songs along the way until it became this natural, fun thing that we did every day, several times a day together. And this kind of mentality, I really feel like 
helped set the groundwork for that apartment to be such a special home for our family where I have the fondest memories and even the fondest memories of climbing the stairs at times, right? Because, you know, it's a lot, but when you have that sort of mentality to embrace this adventurous mindset and you gift that to your littles in the process too, they never knew anything else, but, oh, the stairs are part of our our everyday and the stairs are fun. Let's go climb Mm -hmm. the stairs. And I feel like this sort of adventure mindset can be applied to so many tasks in our day, especially with our kids. But instead of kind of looking at something as, oh, that could be hard or that might be hard, instead as like, this is an adventure or this could be an adventure, I really feel like that helps shape a lot of how our littles will approach their life now and in the future. And then along the way, we're all just having a lot of fun in our days Mm -hmm. together. Yeah, this is such a powerful perspective. And as you were talking, I thought, so you're a blogger, you know, and you've been doing this a long time. And I found, so I just used to keep a fam, family blog for a long time and I love to write. So it was really fun for me. I found that when I was blogging in the moment, experiences became funny because I think this is going to be a great story later. So right. even though it was so inconvenient, even though it was so ridiculous, I'm like, oh man, this is going to be good. My friends and family are going to love reading about this. And so seeing my life through the eyes of a storyteller, of a blogger, of a writer, helped me to see the adventure in the moment instead of just the inconvenience. So do you feel that blogging has helped to create more of this mindset within you because you are sort of looking for the stories within your days? Yeah, that's a really good question. I feel like I've always been such a documenter, kind of like you. I've always loved my journals. I've always loved kind of keeping in, even while I share publicly, there's still so much that we're documenting throughout our days together that isn't shared. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I've realized like sometimes things, things are rough or things are hard. Your kid, your, your daughter goes outside and finds the mud pile as you're trying to buckle everyone else in the car. Right. And you're, you're already late. You're, but that can either, as you're saying, that can be a really fun, funny memory for all seven of us someday to look back on if we're approaching it as like, what? Madeline is in the mud. Look at Madalena. And we're, you know, we're hosing her off and not, not taking it to the other extreme where this is going to be a memory we look back on where mama, mama lost her (laughs) marbles, which I have too. (laughs) I've had those moments where I'm like, oh man, I really created a stressful scenario for my children. And I really think parenting is all about giving them as much love as we can and minimizing the stress. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that whenever we're approaching it as just an adventure or a playful moment that either we, we might forget about and never look back on, but it's creating that sense of security and safety and a feeling of love, I think is important. And I, I've, cause I've just always kind of looked at it that way versus it's been important that I've, I've always tried to kind of stay out of my head in terms of like, what could make a cool story or like, what like could what be could an engaging post? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. I've never wanted to look at my life. I've never had like a content calendar or anything like that as I've shared, because for me, I've want, I know that that word is tossed around so much that like authentic or whatever, but I really have just wanted to approach it the way I've always approached it. You know, I, I started doing all of this long before you could ever monetize it or before there was social media or people were building careers out of sharing online. So for me, the reasons I did that in the beginning have remained true along the way. And there have been advantages, of course, mm-hmm. to being able to share or being able to pursue it maybe, um, as a job or whatever yeah. it might be. But at the, at the root of it, at the end of the day, like 
this is me, this is my life, these are my children, and and we're just we're just trying to get through it with as many adventures as we can to yeah. make yeah. the days more exciting. And going back to what you said about sometimes mama loses her marbles, even that those turn into great stories. Oh, they sure do. You know, because so because the kids love to go back and remember that time, Mama. And you're like, yep. <laughs> or is that oh, the man. memory that's going to stick out when you're a, a grown adult someday? And you're just you're looking back and you're like, I just remember that time. You're like, oh, yeah, shoot. oh yeah. yeah. I mean, earlier in the pandemic, I had had I had had it. This was a few months ago with the distance learning and the. I have a very defiant child. I won't name. Um, and this child was defying me on doing the distance learning and I was making this child. <laughs> okay. I'll just say it. It's Noah. Child Everybody, already knows. <laughs> Everybody already knows it's Noah. <laughs> I was making Noah a peanut butter and jelly. Wa- he wanted a peanut butter and jelly waffle and he was sassing me and I picked up the waffle and I threw it at him. <laughs> oh, I think, did you talk about this? I feel like I heard about the waffle I, flying yes, across the room. I, I yes. talked about it on the podcast, but <laughs> It splattered everywhere. It didn't hit him. It splattered everywhere. So then I had to try to maintain my dignity as I wiped it up and I stomped upstairs. And and then I got up there and I realized how ridiculous and hilarious this was that I threw a waffle. And I came back down and we all just were dying laughing. And I was a little embarrassed to share that. I shared it on Instagram because I'm like, I there's some moms that need to know this. For I was sure. like, are people going to think I'm like a waffle abuser or something? No, you know? they're going to appreciate you all the more because here you are just full of such wisdom and and clarity in your mothering journey but Rachel Nielsen she's just like us oh I throw waffles I mean (laughs) and what was so when I shared it so many women shared stories of their mothers that they said are some of their favorite endearing memories they were like oh the time that my mom got mad and threw a loaf of bread and it broke the (laughs) chandelier and we all busted out laughing and years later we laugh about when mom lost a broken chandelier there you know yeah and I'm like see so I think the point I'm trying to make is as moms thinking of your life as as an adventure can also include your quote missteps and the times you lose it and the setbacks I mean think about in any story in the hero's journey any great epic story the the heroes have setbacks where they make mistakes. That's and- how the hero, yeah, the hero has to have the challenges, right? Adventures come with challenges. You have yeah. to acknowledge that in order to carry on and, and get anywhere in the, in the story. But yes, exactly. Heroes have to be brave. They have to do something that others don't. They have to often fall down and get back up or whatever it might be. So yeah. I like and- that. Yeah. So look at yourself as the hero in your own adventure story that just has a little obstacle by way of a waffle and yeah, <laughs> or anything else, for sure. So when you're seeing your life as an adventure, that also is going to mean mistakes and missteps and all those things. And yes. not only is that okay, it's good. It's part of the journey. It's part of the epic of your life. So yes. Yes, I, love I love that, that. way, number one. And what's your second takeaway? So my second takeaway is, and I speak in metaphors now, Rachel, because we talk all about dragons and knights and castles over here. So my second metaphor is to get your armor ready. And I feel like you know, we all know as moms, like your a mother will know more than I would or you would what those tools are that she has to get ready in terms of her armor. You know, she knows uh, how to factor in her kids' attention spans or be strategic with naps or have the snacks or uh, pack the map or whatever it is that you have to do that's all encompassing within your armor, right? Like you can prepare, be prepared though with a ton of stuff. You can have the diaper bag and the wipes and the extra wipes. My husband and I always joke, even after our toddler's now are 
they've graduated their two and a half. So we're not in that blowout diaper stage, but we still have to have the backup outfit and the backup backup outfit because kids are sticky and there's always messes and spills or whatever it is. So even with all of that, getting your armor ready, um, there are times where I feel like the situation it's like you've exhausted all of your weapons or your defenses have been penetrated and you're just standing there and you feel naked or you feel kind of armorless. And so for me, the biggest part of my armor is my mantra. And I never leave home without my mantra. And my mantra has changed over the years as, as I'm in different seasons of my life. Like right now, my mantra is to let them be little because I have five kids, 10 and under who it's always a loud dinner table and it's always untidy and but I want them to embrace and love this moment of of childhood that is that is that it is letting them be little but for a long time my mantra after my twin girls were born and you know you're throwing these two newborns at the hospital they're like bye peace good luck congratulations <laughs> and you've got your three other ones and you're just trying to navigate life and I was really trying to still have this adventurous approach to my life I felt I just didn't feel equipped at times. So I would look at myself in the mirror and I would say before I leave the house or I would, I would, whatever it was, I would say, I can do hard things. And I would look at myself and I would say it until I believed it. Because when I step out that door and I've got, you know, my five kids and we're heading out for the full day and we don't really know where the adventure might take us. Yes, I might have my wipes. I might have whatever needs that I, I feel is part of the armor. But if I don't have that mantra to, to bring me back, to anchor me with my kids throughout the day, I'm not going to get as far in the adventure. Yeah. Um, it and sounds I, and like I, it's really the most important part of your armor. I would think so. What's in your mind. And yes. it's so easy to spiral as a mom. Oh, yes. <laughs> when you're out on these adventures and things are going wrong and it's easy to spiral and maybe understandable and just say, forget it. We're going home. This was right. the worst. This was, but if you hold on to your mantra, that shield, whatever it is that you have in your mind, we're going to get through this. I can do hard things. It can make all of the difference in the entire day. Well, and what's amazing about it is the times when I look back at situations where everything has gone <laughs> south in the middle of the adventure, even up to the finish line, in those moments where I actually have really tried to stay grounded within my mantra, like repeating it to myself, holding back the tears, whatever it might be. I feel like it it trickles into my children and the adventure, even if it's spiraled, even if it's raining in the middle of our bike ride and we're just like, what? We're able to hold it together because you're able to hold it together. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say like we were just talking about that sometimes the adventure comes with mama losing her marbles and that's great too. But a lot of times in life, if you can just hold on to that, that anchoring piece, the adventure despite the challenges or the obstacles that it brings along with it will just be all the more, all the more magical for everyone involved, right? Because you're mm -hmm. able to see it through a different lens. Yes. Yeah. And it speaks to what you talked about earlier that unexpected things will happen on adventures. It's not like if, you know, I'm thinking of Lord of the Rings, if Frodo and Sam knew exactly how they were going to get to Mordor and everything, and they had a map, and then it wouldn't be an adventure. You know, I will nod so my head, but I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> have you never seen Lord of the Rings? No, Eleanor, my ten year old, just started the first uh, the first book with with Josh, and I was like, I don't know if I can get into that stuff, but oh, I will just nod so my funny. head. Yes, I know I've what never, you're talking about. 
and I've never read them, full disclosure. I probably should, but the, I have seen the movies, which were excellent, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you just don't have like a map laid out that says exactly how you're going to get to your And even when you do, I've had moments, you know, like I flew across the country, and this is something else to talk about in my book, and, but I, I flew across the country with my twins when they were one, and I, and I really felt like if I'm going to fly across the country solo with them, I had gone through every possible scenario in my head, Rachel, of like what could go wrong and how I could approach that. And I felt like I really had that, you know, I I had it. I had a grasp, but even so, like on that flight from LA back to New York with my two girls, the first flight was canceled. The second flight was delayed several hours. You know, we get on, we get on the terminal and, and the, we sit for 45 more minutes or we're walking, we're pacing back and forth and running out of diapers and trying to stall nap times until we're on the flight or whatever it is, you know, and the best part of the story is when I get back to New York city and I, it's late at night at this point and we'd, we traveled all day and I kept looking at myself trying to be like, I can do hard things. I've got this. I can do hard things. Like you get to that end point and my husband, bless his heart, had fallen asleep in the apartment with our older kids. And I was locked out with my twins at 1030 at night, trying to buzz every neighbor, trying to call other friends in the neighborhood, just stuck on a corner on a New York City street with my two girls who were just, they were pooped. Like it had, you know, our day had started at 5am. I'm trying my, at my, it's just, it was a lot. And I'm at the finish line. And I had said all day, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And I just could not do anything else to hold it all together. And so I feel like reminding yourself of that mantra, whatever it might be, can carry you through even when you've done it all and you've gotten to that finish line and you're still, you're still just like, you want to put your hands in the air. You're just like, I'm done. I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the beautiful thing of whatever, whatever you can associate and, and, and bring into your, your, your life with your own words. Like it will be different for everyone, but something that grounds you, something that you believe, something that you can look at yourself or remind yourself of every day because you do have this. So. Yeah. And then even in that story, being stuck on the street corner, I was impressed that you, st- you still had another plan. You said well, in I there, was trying. Like, yeah, I was trying. I was like, like I'm gonna- okay, I can go to a hotel right now. <laughs> yeah, there was literally up. about. To, I was putting the backpack on me. I was trying to get the girls back in the double stroller. I was like, we, there's a hotel down the street. I'm in New York City. This is going to be okay. Yeah, but, and I he, mean, he woke up and he came down. But he came I'm down. Like, it was about a half hour. Bless I'm his like, heart. <laughs> warrior mom. She's already like, okay, I'm not going to die on the street corner. We're gonna f- there's we're gonna figure something out you know, and we're going to make it. And so, well, and as mothers, our kids, that's what they rely on us for is they often might not have all those tools to figure out, well, what do I do? I don't know. Like, it feels like my world is ending because we just, we just were presented with an obstacle that I don't have the experience, the tool set or the bandwidth yet to know how to approach. And so when we're able to do that in front of them, it goes back to that first takeaway that, that you know, we are their teachers. We can, we can give them those tools so that when they're in those situations later on in life, they can also step back and say, okay, like plan A is not working. Plan B is not working. Plan C, D, E, like let's, let's go down the list. Let's make, let's make this happen. So. Yeah. And they can use their own mantras. I think sharing those mantras with your children can be really powerful so that you're all saying together, we can do hard things or whatever the mantra may be. So what is your third and final takeaway? My third and final takeaway is Every day instead of someday. So looking at your life, your adventures as now, not later. And that really just comes down to inviting the adventure into your everyday. I'm a firm believer that you do not need to get on a jet plane. You do not have to have a passport stamped to have adventures with your kids, to make lasting memories, to create this sort of family culture around 
life as an adventure. That's really important to me. And I think that that's important for everyone to understand, especially in this, this moment right now where a lot of things are paused and we might think like, oh, someday we'll take that trip or, you know, when the kids are older and they can remember it, which is what I hear a lot, like, oh, we're not going to go do that until my kids can actually really remember it, you know, when they're teens or whatever. And, and I get that, but I also feel like you have to, you know, carpe diem, like now, not someday now. And, um, you know, a few ways I feel like you can kind of bring this sort of adventure into your life is by bringing it into your home, um, gifting your kids hours of free time without tech or screens where they're honestly bored and they keep coming to you and being like, mama, I'm bored. <laughs> I really feel like that is a moment where an adventure is just on the cusp. And they just, when you're not telling them what to play or how to do it, and then getting down there, once they're starting to kind of figure out what they want to do and doing it with them, like that is where the adventure begins. And that mm. is just, I, I feel like that's one of the most special parts of motherhood that sometimes we forget about because we're instead wanting to, you know, build these big itineraries around adventures outside of our home. It can actually be in your backyard, in your bedroom, under your bed, whatever. And yeah. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. And I think that that's kind of... The biggest takeaway, I would say, is just to invite the adventure into your everyday. Yeah, I love that even as a mantra, every day instead of someday, that perspective. And even with the bigger things, even with the idea of traveling with kids, um, yes. there's a chapter in your book where you talk about going to Italy with a baby. You just had one then, right? Or did you I have had two? two. Yeah. So Eleanor yeah. was eight. Uh, she was a toddler. She was a year and a half and a six month old is, yeah. is when we were there. Yeah. And, yes. and that so many people told you that's ridiculous. Why they won't remember it. It's going to be too hard. Yeah. And how you were thinking, like, I, you didn't say this explicitly, but this came through to me that you were thinking, why would I wait for someday when we have this opportunity now to do this? And we can, we can make it work. Will it be hard at times? Yes. It's a different bring... sort of trip, right? Yes. I mean, you know, and I talk about that in that, that chapter two of how we had dinner reservations at this restaurant in Rome that I had been waiting for so long to go and have dinner at. And, and the kids were just done for the day by five o'clock that day, you know, and, but we went back to the hotel and we ordered room service and we had pasta with this beautiful view of the Coliseum outside our, our hotel room window. And we talk to this day, all these years later, that was that was the the monumental moment in our trip that we look back on fondly with Eleanor just playing with the little, you know, the, the room service, like a uh, hat thing, the tin thing the she had as a hat, the, the tray. Cover. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that they put the food in, you know, like be our guest. I'm thinking late, uh, beauty oh, and the yeah. beast or whatever. <laughs> she's running around the room in her little diaper with the tin hat and her brother is just eating up everything she's doing. And we, Josh and I, we just, we had our heads leaned back on the, the bed and it just felt just as adventurous, just as exciting, just as beautiful a moment as probably dinner would have been at some fancy restaurant with really good pasta. So I really, yeah. I really feel like it, you know, it's, it's approaching it with that mentality of let's do it. Let's not wait. Why wait? Motherhood is hard, right? If you're sitting at home with your kids all day, it's rough. So mm -hmm. going on a trip and, and, and taking that mentality and doing it somewhere else, like you're just mothering somewhere else and you yes. might get a really great meal out of it. You might get some beautiful scenery. You might get a walk through a museum. I don't know, but I just feel like <laughs> no matter what, it's a lot. So let's just make it worth our while. 
Yes, totally. And I just read a beautiful post on Instagram this week that struck me from Brooke Romney, who's a friend of mine who's been on the podcast several times. Her kids are a little bit older now and that a friend sent her a picture of her on a wiggle car. Like it was, te- it was a picture from 10 years be- oh, wow. ago. And she saw it and it brought back so many fond memories and she showed it to her boys and said, do you remember when we used to do this? And they said, no, not really. And she said, do you remember when I used to play trains with you and when I, all these things. And they were like, no, we don't remember that. And for a moment she was like, what? I was a fun mom. And was that worth it if they don't even remember it? And then her kind of her point of her post was, I was building relationships, not making memories. Yes. And so even if they don't remember the specific, even if they never remember that night in Rome or whatever it was, that experience was building her relationship with them that will last. It was building the foundation and these adventures building that we have with them. For sure. Yep. Even if they never remember them, it's building a relationship and a family culture that will last forever for them. I thought that that was such a beautiful insight and I can hear that in no, your that. Yes. in what you're sharing too. Well, thank you, Naomi. This has been a beautiful discussion. I know moms are going to walk away feeling inspired to bring a little more adventure into their everyday in their own way, in the way that fits them and their kids. Where can people find your book and your work? Yes. So my book, Aquita Yellow Paint, is available now for pre-order. It's out April 6th. So you can get it on Amazon, Target Online, Barnes & Noble, Bookshop, wherever. Um, And also I just recorded the Audible. So if you're into this sort of um, you know, listening while you're doing something else, which is kind of how I have to do things these days. There's an audible version as well. So, so fun. Did you know it's my dream to record my own, to write a book and to record, please record do. My own audio? Will you please do? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing to say this out loud, but I kept my maiden name as my middle name. Um, I dropped my middle name and kept my maiden name because Same. I wanted someday to see it on a book cover that said what is your what's your maiden name westover westover oh that's pretty and what is your genre or what are you wanting to write about fiction Um, nonfiction, memoir for sure memoir yes please do oh my goodness please someday it's not on it's not on the it's not in the immediate plans but someday yep it'll happen well maybe i should be saying Every day instead of someday. I need, maybe I need to start working now. on it now, right? No, I. There's a season for everything, but oh, that will be that will be amazing. We all will can't wait to read. Well, thank you and congratulations. You did it. You I did, it. You did you. the dream. And everybody, go grab a copy of her book. And Naomi, thank you so much. I'll of course link your blog and everything else you've been doing. And we're so grateful to have had you on Three and Thirty. Well, thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Naomi as much as I did. I had never actually spoken to Naomi before we recorded that, even though we've been friends online for a while. And after I was done recording, I messaged my assistant, Molly, and said, Naomi was even more delightful than I ever could have imagined. (laughs) It's so fun to find other kindred spirit moms in this world. And I hope that you feel that every time you listen to 3 and 30. You have a community of like-minded moms here with 3 and 30, and I hope that you really feel a part of that. If you're feeling inspired to be a little bit more adventurous with your kids after listening today, here's a quick reminder of Naomi's three takeaways. First, see your life as an adventure. Can you reframe the challenges of your life as possible adventures? Remember, heroes always face unexpected challenges and make mistakes along the way, and you will too. Cultivating an adventure mindset will help you to make the mundane magical and the mistakes meaningful. Second, get your armor ready. When you attempt an adventure with your children, expect it to be an adventure. (laughs) 
Arm yourself for the day with the supplies and tools you need to make it as smooth as possible. But the most important thing you need to bring along with you is a mantra, some truth that will remind you of your intention if things start to get crazy. You could use I can do hard things or adventures are worth the struggle, whatever resonates with you. As Naomi says, don't leave home without your mantra. And third and finally, remember every day instead of someday. Instead of waiting for some hypothetical time in the future when our lives will be easier, we can choose to infuse a bit of adventure into our everyday. That might mean making memories at home through playfulness and creativity, or it might mean getting brave and going for a bigger adventure that others say will be too hard or too inconvenient. In my experience, as we choose to live a life we love every day instead of waiting for someday, our motherhood will feel so much more meaningful and fulfilling. I'm grateful to all of you for being part of my adventure of hosting this podcast. It truly means so much to me that you come here week after week to learn with me. As Naomi and I said at the beginning of this episode, please always remember that you are enough just as you are, and your kids are really lucky to have you. Stay well, my friends, and I hope that you have an adventurous week with your family.